Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. I'm going to be reading uh, out of Nehemiah chapter 4. I'm doing a sort of series uh, uh, a few weeks ago on uh, God's fulfillment of a promise. <clears throat> when he sent Nehemiah back to Jerusalem to build the wall. Okay, so maybe if you've missed, <clears throat> excuse me, you missed a couple of weeks. The, the story of Nehemiah is based on a promise from God 100 years earlier that he would raise up a king named Cyrus and free the Jewish exiles living in Babylon and restore them to their land, their temple, and their life in Jerusalem. So 100 years before this happened, God had already spoken it. God had already promised it. And it was, it was about, you know, it, God started bringing that to pass. So when we read the book of Nehemiah, when you just pick up Nehemiah, sometimes you might miss the fact that there's a bigger narrative that's going on about God's promise to restore the land of Israel uh, to these exiles. So we saw uh, in previous weeks, <clears throat> Nehemiah was living in Babylon. He was the servant to the king, kind of the, you know, personal kind of uh, orderly, you know, just kind of working uh, with the food and just taking care of the king. And God spoke to him in an unusual way. Sometimes God, we talked about it last week. I just want to mention it for a moment. Sometimes God uses things like an awareness, sadness, brokenness, and passion sometimes to call us to action. Sometimes we're going, you know, we see and sense certain things, and it's not just to pray or to write a check. Sometimes it's uh, God wants us to be involved a little, a little more with that. So uh, Nehemiah heard that the walls of Jerusalem were broken down. He was very sad about it, but this wasn't just something to mourn and pray about. This was something that God was calling him to, and uh, so so he he does. He gets permission from the king. He travels uh, to Jerusalem. He begins to inspect the walls. If you remember the story, he gets his horse at night, and he's riding through all the rubble because all of the exterior walls of Jerusalem, the security walls had been torn down. So, man, there's big, big rocks and stones, and he has trouble even navigating some of the, the rubble there. So he's just kind of riding, and he's assessing what's going on, what it's going to take to, to build. Now, Nehemiah 3, and I'm not going to read through that this morning. Uh, Nehemiah 3 is where... Nehemiah starts making work assignments to people. So I want you to go over here, and here's your team, and here's what I want you to do. And then I want you to go over here. So it, all through the chapter in Nehemiah 3, and I'm not really going to reference it this morning, he's just giving work assignments because it's time, it's time to go to work. So I'm going to start reading <clears throat> from Nehemiah chapter 4, but I, I have a question uh, to ask you first. So we're going to see Nehemiah has this great call to go rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But, you know, sometimes uh, difficulties happen. The test of godly character. 
the test of godly character. And I want to ask you this up front. How do you handle personal criticism? How do you handle personal criticism? And I want to add with that opposition as well. Opposition to your mission, your call, your plan. How do you handle that? So Nehemiah is here. He's made the work assignments. They start to work. Nehemiah 4, 1 through 3. It says, when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria. He said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Verse 3, Tobiah the Ammonite who was at his side said, What are they building? Even a fox climbing up on this wall would break, would break down their walls of stone. So here they are square in the midst of God's call. They've seen God's provision. Nehemiah's seen God's provision and God's hand. He knows he's at the right place at the right time doing what God has called him to do. And all of a sudden here is opposition. All of a sudden here is, you know, someone who's not supporting, you know, there's, there's gossip, there, there's misrepresented actions, there's uh, uh, motives that are misunderstood, and here they are publicly chastising him for doing this. So I ask you, how do you handle personal opposition and personal criticism. I want to spend a few moments here on it because I feel like this is an important part, especially when there's some kind of call that you may have an experience on your life. So, you know, I'm sure Nehemiah and sometimes we reflect the same way. Uh, hey, I, I didn't sign up for this. I just, you know, wanted to do good. I just wanted to help. And then look what's happening. They are talking about me behind my back. They are critical of my motives. They are critical of my purpose. They are critical of, of what I am doing. And I just want to say to you up front that opposition and criticism, when you are trying to do something for God, it's just there. It's just part of, you know, it's just part of what we do. If you've got a new job, as well, and you've, you've climbed the ladder, and you've got some new authority, or a new ministry, or a new vision, or you want to do something great or different for God, you've got to know that opposition and criticism are just going to be part of the, part of the territory. Now, you would think that Sanballat and Tobiah, you would think they would show a little appreciation and a little sympathy for what Nehemiah is doing, because ultimately it helps them. Who's going to be sleeping behind the walls of Jerusalem in the new security of the walls that Nehemiah has provided? So you would think there would be a little sympathy, you know, a little, you know, a little appreciation for what they were doing. But no, that was that was that was not it. He was trying to build walls to protect them, but they didn't see it. It was more convenient to be critical. So listen, 
as long as Nehemiah was riding around on the horse, you know, nothing, you know, there was no opposition. I want to say this to you. It was the progress in the walls that was intimidating to others. As long as you have a concept or a dream, it's never, it's never intimidating to others. People will never say things as long as it's on the vision board, if it's on the heart, as long as it's on the prayer list, people will never say things. As long as Nehemiah was just riding around on his horse, assessing the walls, you know, there was, there was no opposition, but it is, it is progress that started this, this they were intimidated by the progress. So I want to say, as long as it's your dream, your vision is in concept, it's not a threat. As long as it's just a dream in your heart, but when you begin to get that off the page and you begin to start living that out and start, you know, building and doing what God's called you, that's when that's when opposition happened. As long as he's driving around going, hey, we're looking to do this, we want to do this, you know, then they, they were all good. But you let, you let buildings start emerging and things start happening. I want to say this too, and because there's a leadership component as well that I want to make sure that, that, we, that we see. <clears throat> you never lead... You never lead a, a job, a ministry, vocation. You never lead without criticism, okay? Amen? It's just part of the package. It's just what happens when you're on the point. I, I did a class for many years for young pastors, and it was called your first two years of youth ministry. Excuse me, your first two years of ministry, all right? And just talking to them about their first initial and there was a part of that that I talked about, you know, criticism and opposition that's coming your way. And they were just always shocked, hurt, mortified that someone would speak against them. And I, I don't care if it's in the ministry. I don't care if it's vocational as well. When you lead, there's going to be opposition and criticism uh, of whatever you're doing, and you just need to know that's just part of the package. You know, there's, if you like leading the meetings and being able to cast vision and, and move organizations and those kind of things, you've just got to know that there's going to be opposition, there's going to be gossip, people are going to work behind your back, and you, I'm just saying to you, you can't be shocked when that happens. It's just part of the deal. There are no jobs with, with substantive leadership, you know, uh, uh, and, 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 and potential to impact, and it's part of the job description, and there's no criticism. There's, no, there, there's nothing like that. So I'm just saying to you, there's a part of a leader when you take the next step that there's just got to be a little internal toughness. There's just got to be a little emotional toughness. You've got to be able to take, take certain things and keep moving. So I, I want to say to you, man, you know, that's just, it's just part of it. It's not a fun part. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants to do it. You know, nobody enjoys that. But when you're on the point, when you're leading at work or in the church, it's just, it's just part of that. But I used a term last week called determined. Determined is having made a firm decision and being resolved to carry it out. 
having made a firm decision, but now I'm resolved to carry out, okay? And that's just part of a leadership component, and the younger you are, you know, this, it stings and it hurts a little more, you know, when you're younger, but I want to tell you, if you have any position that has any capacity of, of influence in moving an organization or ministry, criticism and opposition is just going to be part of it. Don't be shocked. You know, it's just, it's just what happens. It's just what happens. So let's look at the results of, for a moment of criticism, betrayal, and gossip. What are the results of criticism, betrayal, and gossip? So I want you to kind of put yourself in Nehemiah's place. He's left a position of comfort. He's come over. He's taken on this task that's way out of his skill set. And man, now people are saying things to him. They are talking behind his back. He's trying to get this, he's trying to get this mission going. And then, man, he just can't, he just can't get it. He just can't get it you know, kind of going because there's, there's, there's opposition there. So what, what would you feel like if you were doing this for the Lord and all of a sudden, man, they, they criticize your purpose, they criticize the plan, they cr criticize the proficiency of what you're doing. So let's just process that. So what are some of the results of, of criticism, opposition, betrayal, and gossip? Number one, it would be discouragement and hurt. You, you get discouragement, you know, uh, uh, absence of hope. You're just, you're, you're excited and you're, you're now your confidence is just, is just a little lower because you're discouraged when you, when, when uh, uh, criticism comes your way. Discouragement in your life will say, you know, you'll just go, well, I gave it my best shot. <clears throat> you know, it must it just must not be working. If, they, if there's opposition here, then there's something wrong, you know, in, in my life. Uh, maybe I just didn't have enough faith, you know, so we, we get discouraged. And, and, uh, it, and I'll, I'll tell you, too, when we walk through discouragement, it consumes a lot of our times, a, a lot of our, our mental energy. Have you ever walked through something, somebody says something to you, and you replay it in your mind like a hundred times? You start having these fake conversations with them, or you start having these fake, like when you jump on them and let them have it, you can do that up here, and you know, but you're, you know, so I'm, I'm just saying to you, sometimes discouragement, you know, it, 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 it takes a lot of our time. We kind of pull ourselves into neutral. Listen to me. We've got a plan. We've got a purpose. We know God's called. We've seen the resources there. We've seen God's hand revealed. And at the first time of, of criticism or opposition, we just kind of we just kind of pull it in neutral. Well, hey man, I just need to figure this out. We stop, we stop, and we wait. We hear, we hear the words. You're not good enough. Others are more. Others are more qualified. You know, those kind of things start rolling around, you know, in our, in our mind. And, and, man, we're, you know, we just, we just kind of pause. We, we pull it into neutral, okay? And when we do that, you know, the, the enemy wins because we're not ever, as, as long as criticism and opposition can, can work discouragement in our heart, we will never reach the full potential of what God has called us. So there might be words of discouragement that come from other people. They, there may be opposition. 
There may be criticism. It's gossip behind your back. It's all kinds of different things in your life. But there's a moment that you have to know that God's called you, that God's anointed you, and whatever, whatever was spoken that's, that's caused seeds of doubt and discouragement in your life, that God's Word's going to bring you through it. So just processing this for a moment, that he's, he's discouraged, he's hurt. I want to say another, another part of... of uh, of, of when you have opposition and criticism is the, the purpose, mission, and vision paralysis occurs. Purpose, mission, and vision paralysis occurs. I mentioned we just stop what we're doing. We stop. You know, we're, we're hurt. I'm not sure what's going on. Why is all of this opposition here? So I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to lay low, okay? I'm just going to maybe wait and reassess because this is very... This is very unusual what, what is going on. But I want to say something to you. We just stop. God's called us. We've seen God's hand. We've seen God working on our behalf. And now people are going to say things contrary to the word that was spoken to us. So I just want to, I want to ask you this. Are you going to allow your entire life to be run by a consensus of other people? Are you always going to take a focus group on God's plan and God's purpose? When people's, you know, are we going to run our life and put our finger to the wind and see what the popular direction is and that's the way that we move? All right? Is that, what we're, is that how we're going to live our life that any time that there's a bump in the road from what God's called us to do, that we just stop. We just we stop doing what we're doing, and you know we're 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 we're, we're either going to wait for a period of time. We're going to try to negotiate with those that are speaking against us. Is that what God has called us to do? That when there's opposition, then then we just stop. And I say no, no, no. The enemy will always sow seeds of discouragement and seeds of defeat. But I want to say to you again, you've got to remember that God has called you. God has anointed you. You have seen God's hand working on your behalf. I say to you, put on the armor of God. It's what you need in that moment. Pull out a shield of faith. Put on a helmet of salvation. Get your sword of the Spirit don't you stop what you're doing because there's adverse voices that are speaking to you and you do what God's called you to do. We just stop. Anytime there's opposition, we just quit. Mission, mission vision, purpose, paralysis. Just, we just stop because there's, because there's opposition. And I want to tell you, if you live your life that way, You'll never get anything done for God. If you stop every time there's a contrary word to your mission, vision, and passion, you will never get anything done for God, your job, your organization, or whatever. But, but I'm, I'm looking at the results of this. What's the result of this? Sometimes people just quit. They get discouraged, and they stop doing what God called them to do. And I want to say, if you live your life by the verbal consensus of other people, you will never finish the task that God has placed in your life. 
you will, you will never do it. What's another, what's another result of opposition and criticism? How about revenge? How about revenge? You get angry, get angry, you get upset, you know? I'll, I'll, I'll get even, I'll, I'll talk about them. They're, they're terrible just as well. They don't know what they talk about. You know, they don't know what they're, they're talking about as well. And sometimes, listen to me, our focus is removed from the task to revenge or the others. And I'm going to say also defending yourself. You know, there's, there's a revenge. We're angry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lash out at this person. That's real godly, isn't it? That's, that's great. I, so so there, there's revenge you know, uh, that, that, that happens. There's also, too, you know, like we feel like we have to defend ourselves. Feel like we've got to, you know, make sure that everyone knows that what's happened is incorrect. And I want to tell you something. I, I don't think those kind of things are necessarily wrong, but I'm just telling you, listen, it's going to be impossible to go back to every person and try to correct the record, okay? Especially because wildfire, you know, gossip, it spreads quickly. It's just out there quickly. So I, you know, I say do what you can, you know, but your Facebook post is not going to change the, the thinking of a lot of people once they've heard things, all right? So here's what I say to you. Don't waste your time with revenge or trying to get even with those that have slandered you or they've spoken against you. There's too much emotional energy. There's too much physical energy. You don't have time to waste your time on that. You don't have time to go to every person that's heard the wrong word about you, you know, and try to correct the record. So you just got to know that some of this is just part of the deal. But here's... Here's how you're going to, they're going to see something at the end. When God has called you and God has anointed you and he's provided for you and you begin to walk into that and when there's all kinds of verbal opposition and criticism, you don't lose your head. You stay sweet. Amen? You stay sweet. You keep your mind clear. You keep your mouth clear. You keep your focus on the task at hand. And what's going to change everybody's opinion at the very end of this is when you accomplish the task that God has given you and you've done it with Christ-like character, then all of those that have heard the lies will go, you know what? That wasn't right. God's, God's blessed that individual. God's blessed that person. So don't feel like you've got to go to every person and clean the record up or that you, or, you, know, that you, that you uh, uh, descend into revenge. It will only keep you from doing what God's called you to do. All right? Let me give you something else. What about, what, what's the results of, of some of this? How about, how about fear of failure? How about fear of failure when people... When people go, you failed. You know, they, they start speaking negativity to your life. We're, we're so quick to adapt that and go, well, you know, man, that's just, you know, I'm, I, I, guess, I guess I did fail. I guess I did fail. I did, I did something, you know, I did something wrong. And, and, and you start to 
see yourself because people are opposing you. They start, you start to see yourself as a failure there, and you lose, this is important, you lose self-confidence. You lose self-confidence. You know, I, 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 I can do this. That, that initial spark that made you, you know, that made you do what you, you know, uh, made, made you start at the very beginning. You know, they even, it was something in, in verse 3 that got my attention as well. Because Tobiah, he not only, you know, was critical, he was making fun, he was making fun of the, the quality of the workmanship. Okay? All right? So he said, if there is a fox that jumps on this wall, this wall won't even stand up. He's dealing with the quality of the construction. Okay? Now, now, listen, let's think through this. If you are a person that's never done construction like Nehemiah, and you're stepping out of your skill set, you know, and you are, you're probably not real confident at, as it is. You know, like, what, what am I doing? I'm just, I'm going to do the best that I can. And he's out there, and now Tobiah is is questioning quality and is questioning proficiency like this if a fox jumps on this this wall will you know this wall will fall because sometimes the enemy knows how to hit at our weakest point I think it was probably something that maybe he struggled with like what what am I doing Lord I ha I, I don't I'm just I'm following you but Lord I'm not really good at this and Tobiah's going look look at what's look at what's going on and I want to tell you there are times that the enemy will speak a word that is you know like you, you to your most weakest point there you know your most vulnerable your most vulnerable point and 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 man you can just feel like man he is right what is what is going on you know what is going on in my life so I want to say sometimes that fear of failure as well, when people speak opposition, you know, we just, we kind of stop, but we adopt kind of a failure mentality. You know, man, I, I, what, what's going on here? And I just, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, you know, that, that, that this is all just kind of ploys just to get you to stop what God is doing, okay? I want to say, anytime you were doing something for God, a mission, a Passion. God's opened a door for you. There, you kind of always deal with some of you know some of these these emotions, uh, criticism, and opposing opinions. But I want to remind you too: you're here where you're at, where you are at at this moment, because God's called you. All right, you're building a wall, and it's a miracle. Because God's called you. You've got resources and, and materials. And don't let the contrary words of other people override the word that God has spoken to you when he called you, when he raised you up, when he opened the door. This is part of it. Man, you just keep pressing through. You can, like a fear, fear of failure as well. Loss of, loss of confidence that, that you can have. I want to use this thought, but I want to just change maybe the application just, just for a moment to, I want to, I've talked about criticism and opposition when it comes to kind of following God's plan and path and vision and mission that you may have for your life, but I want to just maybe change the application uh, just for a minute, for a moment. I want to talk to you, maybe you're new in faith, you know, uh, and, or new to the Lord, or maybe, you know, maybe you don't come from a, a family that really kind of understands, you know, uh, uh, what, what, what's going on in your life, okay? So, 
And they're always, like when you become a new believer, or, or maybe your family doesn't come from that background. See, I, I, came out of a, I came out of a family of Christians. So when I said I want to follow the Lord, there was this great applause. You know, there was this great help. Some of you don't come out of that. Some of you, like, when you tell people that you're following Jesus, you get strange looks. I mean, you, you know, they're, they're, they're critical of you. People will say to you, you know, in, in different ways, are, are you crazy? You know, like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? You're, you're one of those Jesus freaks. You're one of those Jesus revolution, you know. Like, you're, you're crazy. People will think that. People will think that about you. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll say you're crazy. When you tell them where you go to church, they will think that you're crazy, okay? Do you know what they do down there? Do you know what their beliefs are? Now, they may be right. We're crazy around here. I just want to tell you. <laughs> we ought to have that on the website, Generation Church, and we are crazy. We want you to, we want you to know that. But they'll, they'll, make, they'll make fun of you. There's opposition, you know, opposition for you. There's opposition about the church. They'll say things, you know, like, look, look at everything you've got to give up. You want to give up all of that? I'm just saying sometimes when we start with faith, man, there's this opposition and criticism uh, and, and misunderstanding what's going on. Look at, look at everything you've got to give up. I go, yeah, look what you can give up. DUIs, life of addiction, you know, uh, all kinds of is- things that, that, that occur with a, with, a, with a lifestyle that, you know, it's not, not serving the Lord. And you'll, you'll have all kinds of things that are said to you. Look, look at everything you've got to give up. Are, are you going to be... You can't go with us on Sunday. You're going where? You're going to church? Are you are you are you crazy? You've changed. You you've you've changed. You're not the same person. You're not the same person, okay? I want to tell you that when you take a step for God, there's always opposition. There's always you know, always people that do not understand your step of faith. But I want to say in the greater context of what I'm saying this morning, man, when, when people speak negativity, you cannot allow that to paralyze you. I want to say, man, if you follow the Lord and you've got opposition, criticism, people don't understand, they're not encouraging you, they think you're crazy, they've separated their company from you, I want to say you just know that you've done the right thing when you've asked Jesus in your heart. Jesus said this, if you acknowledge me before men... I'll acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. If you deny me before men, I'll do the, I'll do the same thing. You know, when I, you know, when I gave my heart to the Lord, I ran with a crowd that was not doing well. They were heading down a path that if I had not had that intervention in my life at that particular time, I know where that would have, I know what would have happened to my life. But I got saved, and I had, I had, to lose some friends. I didn't want to lose friends. I, you know, it wasn't part of my plan, but we weren't going in the same direction. They were, they were headed down a path, a bad path, and they were headed down there quicker, 
and I'm, I'm, I'm headed another direction. The Lord's done something in my life, and, and there just came, there came a time, and I was at a Bible study on Friday night with some friends, and my old friends, they drove up. They were out in the road. They started revving their engines. I knew the cars. I was acting like I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, man, what's happening out here? What's, but, but I knew, I knew what that was, and then they, you know, they took off very fast. And, and to me, that was a, an, a pivotal moment in my life because they had decided to go one way and I had decided to go another way. And I want to say, if you're new in faith, if you're new to the Lord, so people will not understand. They won't always affirm you. They won't always be understanding of a change that's happened in your life. But I want to say to you, you have done a good thing. There is a blessing that will come upon your life when you serve Jesus. Opposition is going to come. People will not understand. But you, you keep your eyes on the cross. The best thing you can do is keep yourself in the house of the Lord. And I promise you, you will look back, not at what you've lost, but at what you have gained because of your service and your faith in Jesus Christ. I, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. Brent, worship team, you can come. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop here. So how much do you consider personal criticism of others before you continue to move towards your mission? Okay. How, how does it affect your life? What's the, you know, when you, when, when you have that, when people speak against you, they don't understand, how does that, how does that affect you, okay? How does that affect you? See, it's easy to be a critic. It's easy to be negative. It's easy to be the one to complain. It's easy to be the one to whine. It's easy to be the one to point out problems. It's easy to point, you know, it's easy to judge others and their motives. But you know what? You know what's difficult? You know, is being faithful to God's call, being faithful to God's task. It's easy to hurl insults and, and discouraging words. But, man, it's difficult to kind of stay on mission, to know that God's called you when the fiery arrows of the, of the enemy are coming and they are landing, that you keep your focus on the cross of Jesus Christ and the mission that he's laid before you. I'm telling you, those are difficult moments. Those are difficult moments, but I'm also going to say, man, at the end, you're going to read at the end when he gets that wall finished. And there's going to be something unusual that's going to happen that we're going to, you know. And I want to say to you, there'll be a day, all of the wounds, scars, bloodletting, you know, all of the, the nights that you could not sleep, the night that you were hurt, the, the times that you were hurt, times that tears flowed, you know, that you, you lost friends. I'm telling you, there'll be a moment at the end that you'll go, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. It was all worth it. The road of service to God, the road to service of Jesus is never, is never easy. It's never easy, but I'm telling you, it's worth it in the end. Brother Creel, life in the ministry. Man, all kinds of ups and downs over the course of life, but it's worth it in the end, isn't it? Yeah. Every, every, every difficult time, every, every time that you're hurt and wounded, you know, you just keep moving on. You keep moving on. My greatest, 
my greatest hurt in ministry, my greatest season of hurt, was when I was trying to do some of my best work for the Lord. We were building a new church in Kentucky, you know, and I thought everyone would be excited that we're going from a storefront to a brand new building. You know, we're not in this old pool hall anymore that, that we're going to have a brand new building. And I want to tell you, the most difficult moments I've ever had in ministry came in that season, okay? That I was trying to do the greatest thing. I had the greatest wounds. Trying to have the greatest step of faith. I had the greatest opposition, okay? Trying to be more positive and inspire faith of others, but on the inside, I just wanted to quit. It's like it's not worth it. I didn't, I didn't sign up for all this. I don't want all this. I didn't ask for all of this drama and, you know, pain, you know, I, di I, didn't, I didn't ask that. I mean, if you ask me what's the lowest point of your ministry, that would be, that would be it. I was like, done. I want to get in this building, and I want to go do something else with my life. It is not worth it, okay? But I want to tell you, just stay faithful. Keep getting up every day, you know. Bind your wounds up. <clears throat> Keep your focus about what God is laid on your heart. Just keep, keep walking every day, you know. And I got a message this week from the pastor of the church. He was my youth pastor. He walked with me through that whole season. And he said, I just want to thank you, you know, for what you taught me, what you modeled. You went through a very hard time. And I just want to say thanks. And this morning, there's a brand new building. It's almost paid off. Healthy believers across, it's a military town, lots of soldiers. You know, there were, there were times that I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I just saw the cut and the wounds and the hurt. I just, I just wanted to quit, okay? But, but I look at it now. They're sending out missionaries. I, I'm connected with them on, on social media. So I want to I say, I want to say, if you're hurt, bleeding, bruised, and you're going, Lord, I didn't sign up for this, okay? He's going to get you through it. He's going to get you through it. If he's called you, you're going to finish the task, he didn't say you wouldn't bleed in the process. He just said, I'm going to be with you always, okay? He didn't say you wouldn't ever get your feelings hurt. You're not ever, you not ever get discouraged. But he said, I'm, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to hold your hand. And together, we're going to get this thing done, okay? So I ask you, how do you handle kind of opposition and, and criticism? Do you live your life by the consensus of others? Or do you hear the word of the Lord and proceed and just go, well, whatever happens, I'm going to finish the task of whatever God has called, whatever God has called me to do. So I want to, I want to pray for you this morning. So Lord, I thank you for your call, your direction in ministry or vocationally. Lord, you've placed people in certain tasks to accomplish things. You've set them up. You've put them in the right place. And God, I pray. For those who are discouraged today, they are hurt. Lord, they are down. They've, they've kind of paused, kind of pulled back into neutral for a moment because of opposition. Lord, they're hurt. Lord, maybe they're a little angry. Uh, and Lord, I just pray. I pray. I pray. God, that you're going to be with us. You're going to remind us, Lord, of that purpose and this morning, Lord, there's going to be a determination in the hearts of folks that what you've called them to do, 
they are going to accomplish. They're not going to be discouraged. They're not going to wave the white flag. They're not going to quit in the face of opposition. But Lord, they're going to continue the task. They're going to, in the midst of opposition, Lord, they're going to walk right through it. They're going to do what you've called them to do. They're going to build. They're going to start back again. Some, maybe they've paused. And it's been a while. But Lord, you've called them back to that task. And they're going to accomplish, Lord, what you've placed in their hearts. Lord, I pray, I pray, I pray because your word is greater than any word of defeat, doubt, discouragement. Lord, negativity, you can't make it, you're not good enough. All of that's done away, Lord. When you called and you anoint us, all of that is, is just chatter, Lord. I pray, I pray, I pray. Release us to fulfill your call, Lord. We just give you thanks. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Give the Lord praise this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He does not leave us in times of discouragement. He does not leave us in times of opposition. That's when you'll feel and sense God's presence, and you're going to finish what God's called you to do. God bless you. Hey. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.